Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Trees and No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello! Hello! <laughs> hello. I too am here. It is true. Yep. You are all here. All online, all ready to play some D&D. If we must. Yeah, might as well. We got oh, all set up for it. We're here now. <laughs> we're here now. It's it's Monday night. It's D and D time. <laughs> I know. I could load up Among Us or something, or uh, just yeah, a completely different game with that. You know, Christmas episode of. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's less uh, enjoyable for listeners, but uh, eh. I mean, let's let's be honest. We're, we're going to assume that Bunkle's the imposter. Um, yeah, straight away. <laughs> just vent him every time. <laughs> Cheers. Not bad, sorry, yeah. airlock you. That's a. <laughs> I mean, because because even if you're not, we're just not. Just... You just don't really trust me because I'm northern. No, it's... you say that like I'm not northern, <laughs> or like I didn't spend a good portion of my life of my yeah, life up north. You're all in the south now. We are, but it's yeah. not because you're northern, and it's just that's the, just the chip you have permanently on your shoulder. That's being because northern. they moved and you have not. <laughs> no. I, no, we, I don't trust you in D&D purely because I don't trust Rogar. You trust his other characters slightly more generally. <laughs> slightly more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly. Rogar is nothing more than an extension of myself. Exactly. Yes, we know. Uh, uh, no, no, I, see, I, 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 find you, I find you less likely to betray your friends in real life, or at least I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. Ah. Uh. All, all we've learned from this is that Bunkle has a price. It's just a, you know, a, a specific level of price, and it's very low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue; Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric; and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And I mean, last week you all leveled up. And you started getting a bit of intel and knowledge around your, well, enemy, for want of a better word. And you started building up your fortress. That's kind of what went down last week. And uh, I think uh, th there was a lot to take in. You've, you've seen your enemy in uh, different forms. You've, you've faced them in different ways. Sometimes they didn't realize what was going on. Sometimes you didn't realize what was going on. And they've, they've proved at least formidable. Not something to be too reckless about. So you guys started uh, planning and plotting and deciding just how the hell you were going to take them on. Which I thought was interesting. Good to see you guys uh, planning this shit out in character. <laughs> I would say it's better than our normal plan of, fuck it, we'll just walk up. Yep, yeah. fuck it, we'll, we'll walk up. Rogar will decide to go 1v1 me, bro, on the big dude. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then we'll end up trying to clean up a mess, end up way over our heads and almost dying. Um, mm. So this and time Solara was, will save us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This time it was nice to, to come up with a plan. I mean, obviously, Tommy's plan was always going to be about sneaking in, um, play to your strength and all that, and also we're severely outnumbered. Um, mm. But yeah, wh whether it actually works or whether we've got any kind of, you know, whether we roll well is entirely <laughs> dependent. So, <laughs> but you know, it seemed 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 like a like an interesting way of tackling it. But I don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. 
Well, you guys kind of set with the idea of you're going to get into the camp somehow. You have a few different options to do that. You're going to try break apart this uh, union between the orcs and the gnolls, because even just from the intelligence reports, let alone seeing them in person, they don't seem to get along with each other. This is very much a an enforced alliance of some structure. And, well, the, these things can be broken apart if you uh, put the right amount of effort in. And, yeah, I mean, you guys came up with a plan. You then spent the rest of the time trying to decide what to do with your fortress, setting a few things up. Lysandra was sent off to go defile a temple, which uh, may be a good or bad idea, you don't know. Martin wants to set up in the interrogation room for uh, reasons he didn't divulge, but uh, we may find that out at some point. Um, Tommy raided the liquor cabinet and started partying with the locals and finding out what they could be useful for. And Sophia held a little service for Jeff with the guards to kind of bolster their spirits on uh, losing a friend. And to end this up, Rogar then cast scrying on our new friend, Fateweaver to Sorn. Saw him essentially heading directly back to the Orc war camp. So you know there's a time limit in place before something happens. At the very least, they'll be aware of you. Whether they think you're a considerable threat or whether they think they need to rush immediately to get back here, kind of depends on what's in this location that they were looking for, which you haven't worked out yet. There's a lot of rooms left to uh, explore in this fortress, and you were given a brief rundown by your new uh, Castellian, Jules, who I think gave you a bit of insight on what each room was uh, useful for, and uh, maybe you've got some theories on what the orcs were looking for here. But before we can get into any of that, you guys decided to have a long rest. And Rogar is currently having a bad time. Uh, <laughs> for once. Yeah. For once. I tend to have bad times when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this, this, this is a uniquely bad time. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, one thing I noticed. We did something slightly wrong last week, though it did actually count in your favour. However, the result is unchanged regardless, if that makes okay. any sense whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> when you do a conflict with a sentient weapon, the first thing is actually just an unskilled charisma check. It is contested against the weapon. If you right. fail that, it will make a demand of you. And right. if, if you refuse that demand, it will do something else, which you get an actual save for. Okay. We kind of did a pseudo save, whereas we should have just done a check. But you okay. failed either way, because actually, obviously, you're, a check would have been even lower that you rolled. And you, yeah. you failed a save, so, you know, whatever. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to kind of pick up from there, though, because the same result's going to happen regardless. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that for future attempts in case people wonder why we're doing it differently suddenly. Okay. So right now, where we left Rogar, you were reaching out for Eclipse, and as you touched the hilt of the blade, you felt that searing pain run up your arm and everything go black. And everything is darkness around you for a moment, Rogar, until that darkness begins to sort of shift before your eyes. And it's almost like living shadow and smoke moving and clearing until you see in this almost dark expanse, you see like a cutout of a building, like an interior. The stones eventually stop and then disappear into this darkness, but it's like a, a little diorama of a library. You see stacks of books. You see a, a very neat desk filled with scrolls that are being written upon. 
you see endless books that reach up in these uh these shelves far higher towards the ceiling you can't see because it disappears into this darkness and stood in this little cutout that you seem to be getting drawn towards is a creature that you've never met before at least in this fashion and i'm going to show you a picture interesting you see an entity wearing a, a very dark gray robe he's covered in scripts that are almost like there's like a it has a feel of almost like a religious parchment but it's feels more scholarly you can't really tell why maybe it's the writing on it doesn't look um religious in nature to you there's like a there's a hint of the arcane to it and it's holding a massive tome and flicking through the pages you see it's got a hood that almost completely covers its face with these chains almost binding this robe to its body it exists uh, similarly in some ways to wraiths that you fought before where it has these kind of shadows flowing off of it but this thing seems far more physical than a wraith tends to seem more ghostly and underneath the uh the gap in the hood you can just see this flicker of light it seems to be drawing energy into itself and it reminds you of when you devour light with eclipse as it drains into the sword it's got that similar sense of just sucking the light out of the area around you into this creature and on seeing that you realize that the voice you hear the entity that lives within your blade is this very entity that stood before you now you finally met eclipse <clears throat> okay so what's it doing at the moment it's just stood in this little library tearing over the pages but as you get close enough to feel your feet land on these bricks that are just floating in nothingness you hear its voice ring out good for you to finally join me here and who in the blue hell are you i would have thought you would recognize me we have fought together often at this point i have killed many of your enemies for you drained their life force into empty husks i have shown you power do you not recognize me well i tell you what little man you stand there with your mickey mouse book and you think rogar is afraid of you hmm. afraid i did not ask you to be afraid you seemed to want to speak to me i seemed to want to know who you are talking to yes you did we have a problem you and i i accepted you as my master but it appears that that has been challenged <laughs> a challenge you say well i tell you what you tell whoever it is that wants to come and challenge the most electrifying dragon in this realm and the next i am ready and i accept your challenge then we need not do this the hard way i have two requests of you 
that I require you to perform. One is merely a desire of mine. And you see that light under the hood kind of flickers intensely for a moment. You saw something today. Something I want. A scroll in that lab. It contained a powerful spell. A spell of knowledge that I desire. Ancient lore which I need. I want it. And he kind of points over to the desk. And you see on the desk there is a single scroll open there right now. And you recognize it as the Dimension Door scroll that you fed to Eclipse long ago. Right. He looks over to that and goes, I care not for this. Bring me the other scroll. <laughs> you seem to be forgetting one thing here. What's in this aroma? Do you wish to share in my power? <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Just, just let, let's say what you've got to say. What's this scroll? What, 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 what do you, what do you think so important? It is a scroll of legend lore. I always desire knowledge, especially that which is forbidden, cryptic, or lost to time. If you would allow me to devour that spell, we could learn so much. Over and over again, we could harvest knowledge. I would be content with this for a long time. So, uh, you say content. C content means what to you? Like, you're happy with Rogar? Like, you know, this little, you know, like, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, how do I even talk to an inanimate object? I can always hear when you speak. So, tell you what, you're not, you know, I don't, I don't consider myself to be, uh, <laughs> but, no, no, I have seen the destiny of this world. I have seen it written in the stars. I, Clanless Rogar, will take this world into the next phase. Surely you see that too. What happens to this world means nothing to me. If it changes, then all the better. If it stays the same, I do not care. I simply seek to know and understand everything. I need such knowledge. You have been useful. You have always sought dangerous knowledge. And I have appreciated this. But now you have something in your possession that I want. Something that will satisfy my desires. So I merely ask for it. Seems like an acceptable request to Rogar. Good. When you awaken, you will get that scroll, and we will take it into ourselves. Discard the old, 
and use the new. Fair. So, you said there were two demands. You know, since I've accepted said challenge, you know, I'm assuming that's the second demand that, you know, I win. Which isn't even in doubt. But who, 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 who's challenging Rogar? Who thinks that, you know, who do you think is better for you than Rogar? You are not the first to wield me, and I have always passed to another upon the previous master's demise. But things become complex when that master is no longer dead. It seems one of my previous masters has returned to life, and he calls for me, and I... And he kind of looks off into the void behind you, as if he's listening to something. I find it difficult not to respond. You are challenged for my power by one that has equal right to it, and the simplest solution that I see is that we let you know where you are. We arrange, we arrange for this to be settled. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, little man. You tell your friend to come find me. And in fact, I tell you where I'm going to be. Since you hear everything I say and you see everything that I do, you know the clanless Rogar is going to a camp full of gnolls and a camp full of orcs. You tell your man to meet me at that camp and right there on that battlefield, one-on-one with the Great One, your man and clanless Rogar to the death. That sounds acceptable. Then would you allow me to make this easy for both of us? What's your proposal? Give me control of your flesh for a moment, and I will send a message to my previous master. Go for it. He moves his arm away from the book, and you see this grey-fleshed, decayed hand reach out from the shadows of his robe. And as you're accepting this, you fly off your feet towards him, and you feel him grip your throat. Not out of anger or rage, it just seems to be that this is how this creature is going to use you for the time being. And you feel those fingers start to sink into your neck, not as cuts, but almost blending with your half-dragonborn, half-ghoulish flesh. And everything goes dark once again, Rogar. You don't know how much time passes, and I'm going to roll something. Oh. (laughs) That's enough time. Okay. To you, this happens within a matter of seconds. Everything goes dark, and then all of a sudden you open your eyes. Your body feels tired, kind of exhausted, in fact, but you have control over yourself. I would say give yourself a point of exhaustion from this. Do I do that? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. That's all right. You're not in the fortress, though. <laughs> You're out in the plains in the snow. Not too far away, probably about maybe an hour's walk. 
you're on your knees and you see eclipses in front of you, like buried into the snow with your one of your hands gripped upon it. And you look around you and you see bodies lying mutilated in the snow. Bodies of? Humans. Anyone I recognize? Not well, but they're certainly people from the fortress. Oh, you dick. Oops. You see six bodies laid out into a large symbol. And a symbol I'm going to show you. And you can do me a religion check. Okay, day. It's a massive cock, isn't it? <laughs> Fire that meant nothing from Game of Thrones. Uh, is this religion check with advantage? I've, I've never seen Game of Thrones. No, I, no, 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 um, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wouldn't be with advantage, no, I don't think. Unless you've got something that would give you that. Uh, well, I didn't know if my book gave me advantage. Uh, but 13. 13. You don't know much about this particular creature, but this symbol of... It's almost like three triangles, and the bodies have been kind of cut up and shaped this way. Two longer triangles going down to a point, and one along the top. You have a vague memory that this is the symbol of Asmodeus, the Lord of the Nine Hells. <laughs> And in the center of this symbol, you see a, a head has been placed. Oh, crap. Again, it's a head of one of the civilians here, but it's been... You can see it's very specifically been placed right in the center. And though it's clearly dead, you see that the two eyes are glowing red and looking directly at you. And you just hear... <laughs> and so it is settled then. I will meet you there. And I will claim what is mine. And the eyes wink out. And the jaw just goes slack on the floor. And you're just surrounded by this grisly scene. Not really knowing exactly what just happened. Hmm. So, I think I was just going to take a... I almost like... I put Eclipse back in the... You know, my... Wherever I keep him. On my back, I assume. Mm -hmm. And just take a seat in the snow looking around at it. But I just... I, I just recognize that the people from the, from, you know, from yeah, the, they're not, they're not about, you traveled with them, like, okay. Is it um, Jess? Did you kill Jess? You well, don't see Jess, if, I assume she'd be probably one of the ones you look for. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> um, so, suck on that flow. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just my, uh. I don't know. I don't know what body part's closest to me, but I might just, you know, just uh, flay off some skin and, you know, just have a have a bit of a bite and, you know, just contemplate what the hell I've just decided to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god! I'm. <sighs> what have you got us into? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! There's no us. We're, we don't know he's done this, and we're infiltrating this camp. And apparently, when we get there, he's gonna <laughs> fight off against the dread like Karnak. It's just like, what the fuck? Isn't he, like, worshipped by some of the people that we're going to fight? I don't know that. Wait a minute, I... is he a demon or a devil? We were supposed to be, right, it's supposed to be like a sneak-in mission, sneak-in, go, go and do some stuff, sneak back out again, escape. Look, if, 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 I just, if Rogar decides to tell you guys about this, yeah, which, which is a big if, Yeah, you know. I, I, I know, I know. Um, that's, why, that's why I'm that's why I'm mouthing my dissent now. 
doesn't <laughs> have a chance. <laughs> but we're better to fight a hostile enemy than in hostile territory where there's two armies that are hostile to the both of us. I mean, I see his insane plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting you wrong here. I see what you're going for. Yes. Well, how this is going to play out. But, uh, yes. You see his insane plan, insane being the operative word. Cooks and gets it. This, Cooks this and is, gets how insane it is. Yeah. This is, hey, I tell you what, right? <laughs> this this is so Rogar, it's going to work. It's, yeah. it's so Rogar. I, I cannot die. You yeah. can't die. Yeah, but, you know. I don't know. Let's I don't, let's let's say I don't know. There's a few hundred orcs and gnolls there, all getting all getting involved in it as well. This is gonna be so cool. I have I have literally just led us to the final battle of the Lord of the Rings. I am telling you, man. Yes. Yeah? The only difference is is that everyone is against us, and there's the only o- four the of o- us. The only difference is is that I am like that that girl who kills the Nazgul king. Yeah, that is who Rogar is. This guy is the Nazgul king, I, and he's going to wipe the floor of everybody. And then I'm going to be like, really crap, and then still kill him anyway, because that's what Rogar does. You're you're Eowyn, and and <laughs> that's what Rogar does. You see, he's going to wipe the floor. With... Pippin. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, it does. He's he's going he's to wipe the floor with everyone, except of course he doesn't have any beef with the rest of us. So. Why are we fighting? Him? Just need, at the end of the day, I'm not asking you guys to fight him. Okay. I'm saying that the insane armies, you know, who aren't exactly bright and try and kill everything, are going to get involved because that's what they do. Okay. It makes sense. Cooks and cooks and back me up here. You said it makes sense. I didn't say it makes sense. I said I see what you're going for. Slight <laughs> <laughs> <Right> difference. <laughs> I get your goal. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. Hey, I yeah. mean, we'll, we'll we'll find out if you decide to tell us. <laughs> I might just not bother. I, I I just had to get my my like what the fuck in then right now. That's all. Yeah. Do you know what? While I was listening, I was like, ooh, I might not have to kill Rogar after all. Yeah, but now <laughs> you know, I probably just led all of us to our deaths. So you're welcome. Uh, yeah, so you probably let led led the rest of the party to our deaths, and somehow you'll escape. Because you'll die, but your god will be like, nah, go on then. One more try. <laughs> You've been too I, plucky. <laughs> the, way, the way I see it is, at the end of the day, Sophia can end all this in one click of a bracelet if she wanted to anyway. So, just saying. True. Just saying. Well, I, I don't know. Depends how powerful they are. We know, we know they're powerful, but they might not be that powerful. Just saying. Just saying. Are they demons or devils that are devils. attached to my bracelet? The devils, is it? Devils. Devils like Karnak. You don't really know whether Karnak's a devil or not. Oh, but right. I'll yeah. say That's this. too metery, is it? Well, Rogar might have an idea now that he's got a giant symbol of Asmodeus in front of him. The Lord of the Nine Hells. God of the Devils. Oh, uh, I suppose I could tell you. That's up to you guys. But uh, from a technical standpoint, one point of exhaustion is disadvantage on ability checks disadvantage on ability checks yeah so like athletics stealth that sort of thing it's not, it's not terrible really matter today but yeah perception I, go, I could just go for another nap 
Depends if you want to go find anything out, yeah, in the, in the library or something. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm obviously going to, uh, like, take a mental picture of this symbol <laughs> in front of me. Matt got that reference. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'll, uh, well, do I bury the bodies? I suppose I should try and bury the bodies. I'm, I'm going to spend some time. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I'm not going to bury him. I'm just going to drag him into the woods somewhere so people don't see him and hopefully animals eat him. Mm. <laughs> okay. As you uh, are transporting the bodies, you do feel that pull from the deal you agreed to to go get the scroll as well. I don't know which one of you has it. I think it I was don't. Tommy and Rogar who went to the lab, but I don't know who pocketed what. I, th- I, I, I think I put put it in the bag of holding, but I'm not sure. Let's say you did. Yeah. Let's you say just, you you're, just say, you're just saying that you put it that he's put it in there so that I don't have it. Well, yeah. no, you, you, you can ask for it. I don't see any yeah. reason why we wouldn't let you have it. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we we, we said we, we I said oh, I'll just stuck it stick it in the bag of holding. But I might not. I might have said we'll, we'll stick it in our bags of holding. But I mm. don't know. It's all right. Uh, I'm good. I, I'm quite happy to play as though you had it because I thought Sophia had it, but then I didn't realize she didn't come with us. Mm. <laughs> so you, uh, you, you and me doing the looting. Yes. So I will. Uh, yeah, uh, once I've done that, I'll uh, I'll walk back and I'll go to find Tommy. Okay, so I mean, it's, it's going to take you a while to do that, and I'll say this, uh, Eclipse had you under his, under his influence for five hours, that's what I rolled. Gave him enough time to do all this. Yeah. Uh, that was a 1d12 he rolls when he takes over your body. <laughs> can he just, do, he could just do that, can he do that without my consent? Uh, you get a saving throw if he tries to just take over your body, yeah. So you get a chance to, to resist it. Yeah. Cool. But if you fail, <laughs> if you fail, so he might just decide to cost me the. He might, yeah, but he might. Just, he might just decide to cost me the fight yep. anyway. He might, but he's the way. Well, at least the impression you got was that he sees you as both viable candidates, and you need to sort it out between yourselves. That's fair. You both have a claim, but he Wait. just doesn't care which one of you wins. That means I'm not going to be able to use it, though. Exactly. What are you going to use in your I- fight? Um, I, I think you'll find I have a long shard spear. Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah, let's use the backup weapon against the biggest boss we faced. <laughs> who's this wee malarkey? Uh, well, uh, well, who's going to show up looking a little bit like Answer? <laughs> yeah, so you're going to be you're going to be upset anyway. So <laughs> your God says you have to help me. Ha! What? <laughs> I'm going to be on his side if I think it's Answer. <laughs> He's desecrating the dead. I don't know that it's not Ansir. Oh, come off it. <laughs> yeah, here comes the guy with glowing red eyes, praying to devils and shit. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's totally, totally like Calamvar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, people. Come on. Rogar, you and your, Rogar. A- your accents are awful. <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. readily accepted. thank you very much but (laughs) i'm telling you man i've I've so got this figured out yes well we'll Uh, see but by the time you're moving the bodies and you're heading to find tommy i imagine you guys are probably trying to have breakfast and you know start setting up plans for the day and i know tommy you wanted to go start working on r4 and stuff like that yep i assume you all gather in the morning obviously speaking to people like Emmerich and uh, Jules to sort of at least issue some basic orders to, hey, keep up the guard rotations, send people food, etc. While that's going on, Solara will explain to you what she was talking about yesterday. Cool. So she'll gather you all around and go, 
yeah, so um, I've always been kind of had a knack for kind of like illusions, at least a little bit. Um, maybe I'm a little bit more focused on blowing shit up, it seems, but I, I feel like an affinity to be able to change what I look like. And I don't know, I felt like after that fight, I don't know, I feel a little bit stronger now and I can cast a new spell. And I think it might help us a lot if we go with you, you guys' plan yesterday. Um, it's called Seeming. And I'm going to tell you what Seeming does, because you might not have heard of it. It's a very interesting spell. It sounds so, gross. <laughs> well, it's a fifth level illusion. It costs one action, has a range of 30 feet, and lasts for eight hours. Ooh. This spell allows you to change the appearance of any number of creatures that you can see within range. You give each target you choose a new illusory appearance. An unwilling target can make a charisma saving throw, and if it succeeds, it's unaffected by the spell. The spell disguises physical appearance, as well as clothing, armor, weapons, and equipment. You can make each creature seem one foot shorter or taller, and appear fat, thin, or in between. You can't change a target's body type, so you must choose a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you. The spell lasts for the duration, unless you use your action to dismiss it sooner. The changes wrought by the spell fail to hold up to physical inspection, so it's like other illusion spells. Um, for example, if you use the spell to add a hat to a creature's outfit, objects will pass through the hat, and anyone who touches it would feel nothing, or would feel the creature's head and hair. If you use the spell to appear thinner than you are, the hand uh, of someone who reaches out to touch you would bump into the real you, while seemingly just touching uh, midair. Uh, a creature can use their action to inspect a target and make an investigation check against your spell save DC. If it succeeds, it becomes aware that the target is disguised. But she'll go on to say that if you guys want to try infiltrate as a group, she could make all of you look like gnolls or all of you look like orcs for eight hours. Awesome. So it's nice. basically like disguise self, like mass disguise self. Yeah. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. That is, that is super cool. So yeah, I mean, I, what I was thinking was, if, if we go with your guys' plan to try sneak inside the camp, I could cast this, and they'll just assume we're part of the group. And we can, uh, you know, see what's going on in there. Sounds fucking brilliant, yeah. I mean, if we want to do our, um, do the plan of nicking the, uh, the artifact from the orc side, then you could, you could cast it on us, and we'll all appear like orcs. Mm. Or, or cast some of us as orcs, and some of us as gnolls. We could each explore each other's side, and then we could pass the artifact over to the group dressed like gnolls to hide it on the gnoll side. Yeah. I mean, do, does she have to concentrate for this? No. No concentration. Isn't... Wow. Oh. Okay. That is a badass spell. Because like, if we got into a fight spell. and she couldn't do anything else, that would suck, asshole. <laughs> it, it is her fifth level spell, though. It is the okay. strongest thing she can do. But she still, yeah. she still have the rest of her spells. If... Yeah, it, yeah. This is her big... Uh, this is what she chose as her big new spell. Awesome. Did you do that on purpose? I actually just think Seeming is a really cool spell, and then you guys came up with this plan, and I'd already picked Seeming, and I thought, well, that works. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. Cookton's helping us. Oh, shit. I'd, I mean, the, the, amount, the amount of times we, we do end up like infiltrating places, it's, it's a pretty useful thing to have anyway, anytime. True. <laughs> I love the fact that the DMs actually, like, well, you normally do give us a bit of help, but I have seriously screwed us all over already. <laughs> yep. Well, I just, I just, I hope he shows up, like, 
after we've tried this infiltration plan. So at least the gnolls and orcs are fighting at this point. Well, maybe they're, um, that could be a cover. I mean, just something in the background to hide the fact that we're, well, I don't know. Well, it's not, I don't think it's going to be in the background. I think it's going to be. Well, no, take, yeah, it's not going to help our cause, is it? No, at all. But I mean, if, if, if the, if the orcs gnolls are fighting when he turns up, then we've at least got a chance. Yeah, but if it's the other way around, oh, then... if it's the other way around, we'd, 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 you know, we're dead. I mean, I'll just, just, just run away. <laughs> Don't think we've got many options if we're facing orcs. Let's make Noel, a deal. United plus, um, the yeah. Dread Knight, who, who they might also fight as well. But even so, we want, we want everyone fighting everyone, or, or we're, we're, we're done. But we don't know this, of course. No, so you don't. We're just, we're just making our plans for our cool infiltration mission that seemed like such a great idea. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> idea, Solara. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, that's going to be problem. amazing. I mean, this is the party cave all over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are... Look, I, I know I don't really know you guys as well as apparently I used to, but I, I do appreciate that you're, you've helped keep me alive, so I, I hope this is useful. Oh, trust me, it will be, yeah. Uh, you don't remember, but uh, I used to be able to uh, cast Disguise Self at will. It was a bit of a weird time, but um, yeah, it, it saved my ass quite a few times. It was great, and it's very, very handy when infiltrating. So it's going to be ideal. I think it's going to. Yeah, this is the key piece in our puzzle. But um, I'm going to head down to the workshop with a couple of the lads that know what they're doing. Uh, I will take our four down with me and uh, do a bit of work on him this morning. I'll say, Tom, I might, I might come down there with you. I wanted to try and, uh, you know, improve this secondary weapon uh, options of mine. I just, you know, you know, you never know what might happen. Yeah, right. no worries. Uh, I'm just going to say before I uh, decide to head down there and do that. Um, I'm guessing is the Castell Castellian, whatever she's called, around here with us? Yeah, I mean, she's um, she's sat near uh, Emmerich at the minute as you guys are breakfasting. Right. Um, I'm just going to head over to her mm -hmm. um, and basically say, look, this place needs to become kind of self-sufficient and, you know, obviously we've got to pay yourself and we've got to pay the guards and, you know, we've got to, you know, try, I want to, I want this place to, I don't know, I don't want to say be more business-like, but, you know, we want some traders coming through here, you know, we want to get more people coming through here, you know, and we want to go and trade with other places. Is there any chance, you know, you can get a few of the people together, get that started, you know, let me know, you know, let us know what kind of gold you need just to, you know, get this, the motions, you know, going. Uh, she thinks it over for a moment and then goes, yes, and certainly could arrange things like that. Or I could shut the doors to traders uh, during this difficult transitional period for him, but I can certainly release a few messages out to nearby cities, nearby villages, and see who wants to arrive and sell their wares that would help stimulate the economy around here and yes i can talk to a few people who may have worked in that profession before and see if they want to head out and see what they can bring back in terms of uh, resource for us i would say if you want to bankroll them to see what they can bring back it's up to you on how much you want to spend uh, i would say at the very least perhaps 50 gold for a trader to head out from here at least that would give them some uh, options of spending when they get somewhere. All right, okay. So if I put down, I don't know, let's say I drop 628 gold, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can get this place going and moving, yeah? I think for that amount of money, yes, I can certainly get traders sent off, and they should be able to bring back some interesting wares for that amount of gold. I can also start inquiring as to whether anyone in the fortress wishes to actually work a trade of some sort, whether it's just tending to horses or working yep. on the food, things like that. Yep, do do all of that. You know, get obviously we've got some people. You know, we've already said they can work in the smiths. You know, so you know we'll get we'll get that those forges fired up and get that going. You know, kind of stuff that we want these traders to bring back. Obviously, you know, keep keep the stuff you know flowing to keep the town going, etc. But you know, we're looking for healing potions, weaponry. You know, you know, get you know, let's get whoever we can out there. Let's get them down here. Drugs. Got to say, my friend Tom over there, kind of partial to a bit of that. Uh, you know, you ever heard of Torzaline? He's, uh, you know, kind of partial to a bit of a snifter. So let me know if you need any more. Here's some gold. Let's see what happens. Did did we did we ask her about um, what the um, the fate weaver might have been after in the castle? Uh, we... You didn't know. No. You asked her what was in the castle, and she gave you a rundown of that. So, 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 so Tom, Tommy's going to kind of, because Rogar said he was going to wander down with them anyway, going to wander over sort of behind them as, as they've been talking. And she's like, uh, when we were, uh, been sort of thinking over the uh, events of yesterday, uh, we got here. It seemed like the, uh, the Fate Weaver, sort of the, the head honcho orc, was uh, after something from Thomas Warwick. Thomas Warwick didn't seem to have a clue what he was on about, but the Fate Weaver was quite insistent that whatever he was after was here. Seemed like something the orcs were very keen to get their hands on. Hmm. Do you have any idea what that might have been? Um, I, I mean, I don't don't really know. Um, Thomas only had a smattering of gold, and I believe he was storing a few magical implements up in his lab. Uh, the library is pretty well stocked with... Uh, history books, but I don't know if that has any interest to these orcs, if that's what they would come all this way to find. Um, Thomas's map collection was quite exquisite, but I don't know if they care about something like that. Do you know anything about them? Have you encountered these creatures before? Uh, not the Fate Weaver. Uh, we've encountered some of the orcs. We know they're after something big. They're after um, they're building an army. They're looking to take over so maybe the maps but i don't know seem like something something very specific some something that they'd bother sending quite a uh, quite a senior member of the team down to go and pick up i just see if she's ever heard of the what's what's the heart called that i'm after i can't i can't remember i haven't got it written in front of me well i've got it somewhere uh, uh, Gnarin, my... no no it's I in one of my book. <laughs> Heart of the Titan King. Mm-hmm. Okay, I might, I might just ask if she's ever heard of that, because I don't actually know if it's a heart. You don't Could know be. if it's what? I don't actually know if it's if it is actually a heart or if it's like a descriptive name. Or it could be the jewel that you pocketed. Well, mm-hmm. doubtful. It's you know doubtful. You give a name like that to a three hundred gold diamond. Yeah. You know, it sounds It'd be like funny a, if it was. It sounds like <laughs> a giant ruby that's bigger than your ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got a big arse. 
I, I meant that for everybody. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if it sounded like that. <laughs> you say the heart of the Titan King, and she just gives you kind of a blank look and goes, um, it sounds like it sounds like some sort of legend or mythology or something. I've, I've never heard the term. Okay. I'm going to insight checker. Actually, am I even there? I mean, you're breakfasting on the table nearby. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Eighteen with my wisdom. Woohoo! Hey, not bad. With my minus one. <laughs> Eighteen. That one. She seems to be genuinely telling me telling the truth. I'll that say one. this, Rogar. Roll me an insight check. Oh, not on her though. Okay. Though with you, it's with disadvantage because you're exhausted. Uh-huh. A nine. Nine. Ah, oh, if your if your head wasn't so foggy, maybe you'd be able to put two and two together. Yeah, the the, the guy on my back knows what it is, I'm guessing. But <laughs> uh, uh, wait, no, go on, go on. I was going to say, you sure you can't think of anything? It feels like one one very specific thing. Yeah, I wanted to insight check her for that as well. Yeah, well, that's why I'm asking her again. Yeah, insight check. You can insight check her on that. I I guess. I can't imagine what they'd want with it, but the rarest thing in the fortress, Warwick's most prized possessions were really more of a hobby of his. He he spent ludicrous amounts of gold to acquire them. They're his maps. He he was a kind of an amateur cartographer on his own, and he he would spend absolute fortunes uh, sourcing ancient views of the world. He has plenty of uh, this area and into the Crown of the World Mountains. He was just a collector and had more money than sense in my mind. But that's that's the rarest thing in here. But I don't know what orcs would want with that or what this army you're talking about would need with it. Ancient maps of this area. Yes, yes. He had, he had a few. He spent thousands of gold to acquire them on auctions. And uh, I don't know what all the fuss was about personally. Could you take me to the room and show me which ones were specifically valuable to him? Certainly. Um, if you guys are going to go to the forge. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds that sounds good. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 kind of intrigued now, but I think yeah, yeah, I, I I trust you to to go and find out what needs to be found out, Sophia. And if not, you can always come and grab us and yes. bring us up. So, Lara, would you mind coming with? Um. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Okay. Right, I guess so. I mean, I do want to have a wander around, and explore the castle a bit more, um, but I want to get down into the forge and get started on um, maybe some upgrades for R four. So, hmm. okay. yeah. So uh, the groups split off then. So Rogar and Tommy and R four are heading down to the forge, and everyone else heading up to the cartography room. Has anyone noticed if whether anybody's missing this morning? Uh, not yet. But okay. You may want to check with your citizens, but we'll find out about that at a later point. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not t- Tommy's not expecting anyone to be missing, so there's no reason. I, I assume we've we've seen the guards come back from the gates. Yeah, uh, that we posted. So there's no reason to be unduly alarmed. Yeah, Emmerich could have said something. Yeah, why yeah, the exactly. hell are these people out there then? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you get a. Rogo, you get a brief flash of memory of you dismembering some people, putting them into a bag and dimension drawing out of the fortress <laughs> so no one could see you. <laughs> Bloody hell. 
Oh, you didn't even kill them in situ. You literally brought them with you. Body. Oh, <laughs> if they got in the, I can't believe they chose to get in the bag. Oh no! You killed them before they went in the bag. Oh. Oh well. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's worse. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Uh, anyway, you guys won't I, know the days anyway. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I love the mental image that Rogar, under the guy, under the, this sort of, um, in this trance, is just hacking people apart, and Martin wanders past and just kind of shrugs and wanders over and starts helping. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing our uh, usual Friday night activity, but you were a lot less chatty than usual. It was strange. <laughs> Please say he was actually there. Can that be canon now? <laughs> I'm certainly going to say it was canon that he walked past, watched you through a window for a little bit, and then went, huh, and just kept on walking. <laughs> thing is, all I can think about is the kingpin, just like... <laughs> it makes it even better. It does, it does. I love funny. it. <laughs> uh, uh, well. I was going to say, on our way to the forge, I'm just going to ask Tommy if I can look at those scrolls that we had, you know, that we found in the lab. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, let's have a look. Sure. Um, I can't remember which ones we had now. Let's have a look. And so, I'll pull out, pull out some scrolls. Um, I think those, are, those, those will be the ones. I don't think I've got any other scrolls on me. Yeah, uh, some magic stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries. And I, I'm I'm going to, you know, raffle through them, you know, and I might, you know, if Tommy seems interested, I might explain what some of them do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't trust it, I don't like it, but I accept that it does things now so it does um, things you know it's, you know I have, I have the same kind of disdain for magic as i do for politicians i, 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 <laughs> I, don't, okay. I, I don't deny they exist but i don't like it <laughs> um, so, so yeah what what i'm gonna do is as I, i'm gonna as i'm you know we're going along and i'm explaining to tommy what a few of them do when i get to the legend law one i was gonna say tommy watch this i'm gonna pull eclipse and feed it to him okay eclipse readily devours the scrolls it kind of sinks into that gray blade you do realize that this means you can't cast uh dimension door anymore but you have gained a new spell legend yeah. i i'm aware i lose dimension door which is a bit of a bummer did you know but you know you gotta do it <laughs> so, right so i'm guessing that means that your sword's now going to cast out like you could cast Dimension Door before. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, it's it's just. Uh, so isn't, you know, isn't that that that's, that's the spell that lets us like learn more about stuff? Yeah, basically, right? yes. Yeah. Okay. Isn't wouldn't Dimension Door a lot more useful? Mm, in certain situations, yes. But the situation that we're heading to, wouldn't you like to know everything about the things that we're heading up against? That's what a library's for, but I'd also like to uh, get the fuck out of there if shit goes south. It's not going to go south, mate. You, you've got to trust in Solara, haven't we? Oh, I do, but I've also got to trust in our our ability to act like orcs. But we'll give it a go. Don't get me wrong, but it just feels like we might have um, might have given up something fairly useful. But 
you know, whatever. So, to tell you what Legend Lord does, that you would now have complete knowledge of with its uh, yeah. consumption into Eclipse. Legend Lore is a 5th level divination spell. Casts uh, in 10 minutes, just a range of stealth, and it's instantaneous once those 10 minutes are up. Okay. You name or describe a person, place, or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been wildly known. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. The more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. Right, okay. How often can you do it? Uh, once a day with um, Eclipse. Yeah. There is an example on this just for you guys. It says, uh, the information you learn is accurate, but might be couched in figurative language. For example, you might have a mysterious magic axe on hand. The spell might yield the information... Woe to the evildoer whose hand touches the axe, for even the haft slices the hand of evil ones. Only a true child of stone, lover and beloved of Moradin, may awaken the true powers of the axe, and only with the sacred word Rudnog on the lips. Is so. there any translation for that? <laughs> Basically, it might give you a flowery up version of the information. It won't just say, it's a magic axe plus two, but it's got a curse on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn it! Why is it not like Wikipedia? Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. So, kind of useful, kind of not useful, but at the end of the day, it, it shuts the clips up. So, yeah. I if, want if, you to try it out, but you've only got one use a day. You, it's, yeah, but... it's it's Wikipedia for poets, basically. Yeah, and and and, and, and I'm, I'm guessing you want to know about um, Karnak, although we don't know you want to know about that. Uh, I tell you what, that's probably a better plan than what I had. <laughs> what, what did you want? What, did you want? <laughs> what were you gonna do? Well, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, to be fair, I was probably just gonna like, you know, see if it knew, um, you know, like see if it knew anything about this this um heart of a heart of the Titan King. Okay. But yeah, it probably is a good idea to know a bit more about the guy that I've just challenged to one on one fight. Um, Ask about the vampires and my family. I can do that at some other time. Tomorrow. We, we probably won't have some die. other time. That's my 50p <laughs> on the side. That's my next question. Okay. Uh, can, 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 can I ask it just to settle a bet who the fuck my dad is, please? <laughs> <laughs> you see, it probably, the thing is, unless you are legendary, it won't say. Oh. Or, it might tell us about Baal if I asked, but he's not really difficult to know a lot about. In fact, he's in a book Sophia is walking around with because I gave it to her. I mean, for one thing, that hurts. Tommy is clearly legendary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, fair enough. I've just... Uh, I knew it. I've been joking about you saying 1v1 me bro to people. And... <laughs> <laughs> and then what 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 option did i have uh yeah i i, I know i know i know i know it's just, just give him the fucking sword i mean you don't want to give him the sword <laughs> yeah so you're hand... gonna die instead then to be fair i was more asked about losing dimension door <laughs> yeah <laughs> now i've lost it anyway i'm kind of <laughs> like okay it's really cool to have a sword because like you know it does like 
3d6 damage or something ridiculous every turn and but now i'm like oh, i could probably uh, you know i could probably smite and make up for that for now and i'm like oh <laughs> mm. but you've still got the sword yeah. you might just lose your life and our lives i don't so, i can't die it's cool it's cool cool oh come at me bro cut a promo in the episode. I partway through cutting the promo and I was like, crap, the promo's not going to work. And then it was like, actually, I can start cutting the promo again. And it was like, ah, yeah. We, uh, turn it down a bit. And then I'm going to finish your promo. Ah, yeah. Turn it down. <laughs> uh, amazing. Well, just, I was just hoping he'd say, I was just, I was just waiting for the point where Cutson goes, oh, it's the Hell Knight Karna. It doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> but then I realised he wasn't going to do it I was like no <laughs> anyway enough about my promos mm. okay so you now know what Legend Lord does and you can cast it once a day mm. yep. it's up to you how you want to use it seems pretty cool um, hmm. very useful if you know what to ask about um, the rest of you however heading upstairs we'll do the, uh, the workshop after that so heading up to our cartography room so you guys head upstairs and you walk into the cartography room, which is a very, very nice room in the sense that it is clearly one that Warwick cared a lot about. Very fancy looking uh, floors. It's covered in maps just hanging from different walls. It's got a large table in the center where he would clearly like roll one of these maps out and either draw his own version or take notes on what was there. It's, it, it's pretty well appointed for someone with this particular hobby. Jules leads you in and starts like talking through the different areas, and she's like, "Well, these are the maps of the world. These are the maps of different continents." And she starts kind of listing through different areas, and then she goes, "But you were you were interested in his rarest collection. Um, I think that would be these." And she walks up to um, it looks a little bit like a shelf, but she can pull out these long like reels of uh, preserved map. And it's kind of like pressed between two bits of glass, and she pulls one of these out and lays it on the table in the center. Just again, it looks absolutely ancient. Like if you sneezed or even breathed on it, it would disintegrate. And it is a map of north of this area. It is a map of the Crown of the World Mountains, the vast mountain expanse heading up to the top of the world. Well, or at least to the sea before you reach that point. And yeah, I mean, it is ancient. It's clearly not seen the light of day in a long, long time to keep it uh, preserved. And Jules goes on to say, So my understanding of this is that it was drawn by one of the first ever explorers to that uh, region of the world. It uh, cost him quite a pretty penny, I'll say that. Hmm. When, do you know when he got it? I believe he, I think it arrived in the fortress about, about a month or so back, maybe a bit longer. He wasn't here at the time, but he had it delivered here. Hmm, so it's fairly recent, then? Yes, it must have gone up for auction somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Solara, do you know anything about the area? She shrugs. She's like, I know nothing about most things at the moment. Oh, um, yeah, sorry, hun. I for totally forgot. Do you, um... Yeah, you know what? Sophia, do me an insight check. Hmm, buggerfuck. Nine. Nine. You're not quite certain whether this is the sort of thing that the orcs would be looking for. It seems, in one hand, it seems unlikely, but she is telling you this is the rarest thing in here, and it's certainly unique. 
it's difficult to know exactly what to do with it, especially just on its own. How do you mean, on its own? It's just a map. What would you learn from that? It's just, okay, here are some mountains. You will say this, you notice far up in the Crown of the World Mountains, there is notations of a city, Ganaran. Ooh. I don't know anything about Ganaran. Fucking hell. No. Rogar. What? What? Hello? What? You know that Ganaran's important, and you're supposed to take the heart to Ganaran, but I don't know that that's significant at all. We'll bring it to me. <laughs> well, okay, I guess I could... What? What's, what's the harm here? Nothing. It's just, why would I want to show you, in character, a map that, to me, seems could, irrelevant? Because you could just be like, hey, look, here's this fancy map and we can sell it. <laughs> what, else, what else do we do with stuff that we don't understand? That's very true. Other than occasionally leave them in a city full of snake men. <laughs> just, that, just that one time. Mm -hmm. just, that, just that one time. Just one time in bank camp. <laughs> <laughs> Jules uh, also just looks at the map with you and she kind of shrugs and she goes, you know, I, I don't really get the importance of any of these. I mean, he has so many maps of the same area. Don't get why one being older than the others is more important. Not like the mountains move. Do you have a newer map of this exact area? Um, maybe, yeah. I, I think he should have a few throughout the years. And she goes away and kind of goes through a few different maps. And she pulls out one that is literally just like a rolled up scroll almost. Um, you can see it's far far cheaper than this one that's like between these pressed bits of glass just to make sure no one ever touches it. This one she just sort of rolls out on the uh, table next to him and goes uh, I think this is the most modern uh, view of these areas as you can see here. This one actually has Black Frost Fortress marked on it you can see and she starts pointing out some of the rivers she, you notice actually far to the east the uh, the Shimmering River which is where the uh, the camp that you're heading to at some point is and you can see the Crown of the World Mountain start and head up you don't see on this one a notation of Ganaran, though. Yeah, so I'm gonna put them like on top of each other and flick through to see if the, if things have changed very much, and hopefully in that instance I would notice that that note isn't there in the newer one. Yeah, you would notice that that's not there. That's immediately uh, noticeable. And do me do me an investigation. Ooh, that's not wisdom. Oh, an eight. And I would say, sorry, I should say this, it would be with advantage in this room, because this room has lots of tools available, like you've got magnifying glasses, you've got um, nice lighting, it's pretty much the perfect room to do this in. Woohoo, 14. 14. Looking it over, flicking back and forth as best you can, yes, you notice Ganaran isn't there anymore, whether Ganaran was destroyed or whether whoever did the later map just didn't know what it was and he just drew a mountain or something. Because there is always a degree of making shit up when it comes to cartography <laughs> when you're just an explorer wandering through the mountains you notice one thing very strange though when you look at this ancient map you notice that there's a mountain that wasn't there before and the new one and the old one in the new one talara could you um come and have a look at this are you, are you seeing what i'm seeing there's a, there's a new mountain she looks at it and goes huh yeah, I mean, that's that's a little weird. Um, do you think it's a mistake? I, I don't think you could put something that massive as a mistake, surely. Have we got another map? I mean, can we compare it 
the one previous to this one? I, I know. Well, he, he loved his maps. You never know. Jules shrugs and says, uh, yes, just give me a moment. And she pulls over a map and she goes, I think this one is from around 200 or so years ago. Uh, it's much more fragile than the, uh, the, the, the cheap new map, but it still uh, isn't quite as uh, protective of it as she kind of rolls that one out. And you see on that one, the mountain is there. So at least 200 years ago, and in the modern one, there's a mountain that doesn't appear on the oldest one. Right, so let's say... I can't assume that it wasn't there, like, like it was an accident back in the day. Maybe we should um, get the boys and show them these maps. Um, are they massive or could we carry them? Actually, no, it's really fragile, isn't it? Yeah, the, the two more modern ones you can roll up and take. The, the massive one would be best to bring them here to yeah. look at. Yeah, let's, um, let's get the boys in here. I mean, how can you just get a new mountain? I mean, can we flip through the previous ones and see when it appears or not? Like, how many more maps of the same area can you have? She shrugs. I think there might be one more that's a little bit older than these ones. And she comes back with one. Best guess, this is about 800 or so years ago. This one's also between the sort of pressed pieces of glass, and she kind of, like, very gently puts that on top of the other one and again 800 years ago the mountain's there right okay well there's massive discrepancy here is there any notice of uh ganarin in the three newer ones uh in the one 800 years ago there is a a small note about ganarin but it actually isn't as well drawn out it's literally just the name written there whereas in the ancient map they actually drew what looks like uh, the notations for a city this one, it looks like they're almost just marking this is where it used to be, and I don't want to go any closer, or I'm guessing this is where it is. Um, the two newest ones don't have it even noted on there. Hmm. Odd. Yeah. Three. You don't think, um, Jules, that there's anything else in here that was... I mean, this came a month... that The old one came a month ago. Was there anything newer? Like, that's come more recently? I don't think so. Not that I okay. remember. Okay, so let's assume maybe incorrectly, that this is what they were looking for. It's just arrived here, and it seems pretty old, and has some information that the new maps don't. So, um, yeah, let's go get the boys. Okay, so you guys head off to go uh, grab the rest of the party. So, Tommy, Rogar, you head down to the workshop slash forge, and you were making inquiries the night before about whether anyone could kind of help you here. And to round that out, I'll say that one person has shown up this morning offering their help to you in the forge. You see a, a middle-aged man with quite a big bushy beard that's kind of a little bit singed from uh, probably working in a forge previously. He's this, He's got that kind of well-built look of someone who hammers iron all day. And he walks up to you, Tommy, and kind of offers a hand out to shake it. And... As I need a name, I will use our latest Patreon. So, hey, my name's Jared. You heard you were looking for help in the forge. We are indeed, mate. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, yes, we're uh, coming down here. Uh, my pal Rogaya, he's uh, he's after trying to spruce up his backup weapon. And I am planning to try and do some modifications to my robot hetero life mate here, R4. He looks over at R4 and just kind of goes, Well, I've never seen anyone like that before. It's uh, some sort of metal man. Indeed, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, 
he's uh, very much metal and very much a man. Mm-hmm. We made sure of that. <laughs> right, well, I mean, I know how to work work iron. I know how to craft. I've never worked on something like that before, but if you're familiar with it, maybe together we can piece something out. Oh, I'm sure we co- probably can, old son. Uh, yeah, I think Rogar's probably probably all right by himself, but we'll give him a hand if he needs a hand. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, I'm guessing Rogar's all right. Yeah, I mean, if you want him to try upgrade your blade, your uh, long shard spear, he can give you a similar offer that um, they did back in Varadin, where he can make it a plus one masterworked weapon, essentially, mm-hmm. where it won't be considered magical, but it will get a plus one to hit and damage. Okay. He has enough materials and experience to do that for you with just what he has on hand. It'll take him about a day. Okay. Um... Because hmm. I actually have two spears. I have the long shard spear, but I also have a spear from Sarnath that I kept around. Okay. So, I mean, because I kept the sh- I kept the shard spear because it's it's the the, the tailbone of a fish. Mm. Uh, so I think that sounds kind of cool. So, but I'm not too sure how he'd make that a plus one. Nah, well, he's skilled enough to be able to enhance the metal on it, strengthen the weapon, that sort of thing. He can do little things that uh, improve it. It's essentially okay. making it like slightly sharper. Is, is what he's doing to it. Okay, but, um, but he's not making it magical. It's just general improvements. But he can get it to a plus one. Okay, what would he? I'm going to ask him what he would need to make it a plus two, or is it just that he doesn't have the skill to do that? Um, the little bit of the skill side, but he would need more materials. So when you guys start having traders show up, and maybe he can sequester some goods on that for you. Okay, let me see if I've got any. Anything I can donate to him. I don't think I do, but I just thought I might as well have a look and see if there's anything I can donate. Um, no, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, what does it? What if you can make it a plus one? You know, what kind of what kind of payments he after? Uh, so this is for the long shard spear. Yes, yeah. Let's make that a plus one. For this, he goes. Well, I um, wasn't quite sure about payments. If you lot are hiring me to work in your castle, I guess I'll, I'll do the job for me, uh, me wages, I guess. For something like this, uh, it's not outside my skill to do, and even though this is a bit of an unusual weapon, I can uh, get it done maybe within a day or so, depending how much time working on this uh, strange machine man that you got here takes. Um, okay. I say, if I'm working on a project like this for you, I can get this done for about 20 gold. Done, and you know what? I'm going to chuck him five gold in as well. <laughs> yeah, so 25 gold pieces, he'll do that. And generally, he's happy to keep working here in the forge if you're going to pay him, like, per day. Yeah. He'll work for a couple gold a day, essentially. So let's say, let's say, let's say one gold piece a day is his just retainer to work here and repair people's armor, repair your guards' weapons, things like that. Gold a day goes far. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool, that's cool. That's why I, I thought I'll give it, give him a bit of a, you know, give him five goals, a bit of a starter, you know. So he, so he's, he's ingratiated into our company, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he is now a lawful employee. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are we gonna account this? The the girl will do it. I'll okay. give her, I'll give her six hundred and twenty-eight gold. That's very true. That should last. Oh. Let's let's get oh, started we... here. <laughs> Even it, yeah, but if that all, let, let's say, let let's say that lasts I don't know, let's say that lasts four weeks. Within four weeks, I would expect traders to be out 
and coming back. So there to be like a so you know so then you know it's it, the rollover starts you know you funded it to get started and then it starts making its own money and becoming self sufficient. <laughs> yeah, within four weeks we've either made a lot of money or we're all dead and it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I don't even care if we've not made a lot of money. As, as far as I'm concerned, if the economy has started, yeah, and we're not made even if we're just breaking even after four weeks and it's cut. Co- it's cost Rogar 628 gold. Rogar doesn't care because all he wants from it is, you know, the it, I want the trade coming in so that we can buy potions and stuff. Yeah. That is what it's all about, really. It's, 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 it's like some, some, some kind of stimulus package, as it were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. As long as it doesn't hinge on fishing rights or anything like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not, we're not organising any trade deals as such. We're, we're, we're in a free trade economy. I mean, Baradin's <laughs> gone now. You know, we're, we're, we're making it up as we go along. <laughs> Get it done! Yep. Time to monopolise this area. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so I mean, if you're happy to leave that weapon with him, once he's yeah. finished working on R4, which might take all day, he'll take him around another day. So best estimate, you could pick it up late evening tomorrow. Okay. That's that's cool. Okay, and yeah. yeah. So Tommy, you want to work on R four? I do. Yeah. So with the materials here, I said you could give R four a generalized improvement if that's what you want to work on, or do you have any specific ideas that you'd like to try get for him? Um. So a, a general upgrade would be brilliant. Mm. I mean, what what he wants is a little bit more armor, a little bit more strength, a little bit more kind of durability. And what I what I wouldn't mind doing is seeing if I can strap a gun to him and give him some, some something to do in ranged as well. Mm-hmm. So this is how I'll do this. We're going to do it as a roll, and you and Jared will work together in this forge to see just how well you can do. And this is basically going to use all the materials up. Okay. So if you if you don't roll very well, you'll get something, but it won't be quite a, it won't be the best result, and you might need to you know go down this whole trading route and start paying for some more materials and maybe go specifically for some rare stuff and see if you can get some really decent upgrades for him or you know harvest it off the corpses of your enemies whatever you prefer yeah i want you to make me a tinkerer's tools check with advantage cool that's a that's a dex check with which i am proficient isn't it I uh, don't know for tinkerer's tools um it's in xanathar's i think i did didn't didn't, didn't i do that when I was upgrading with um, Valmin ages ago. I spent some uh, time. Want to say Tinker's tools is either Dex or Intelligence, and I'm not 100. percent We can check it quickly. I'll okay. Just, uh, open Xanathar's up. Okay. So the way Tinker's tools works, as far as I can tell, we're using it in a little bit of a special way because they do have like basic ways to use them, like for investigations and working out how components work and stuff like that. We're using it specifically to build up R4 here. What we do with this, you have proficiency with it. So mm-hmm. you add your proficiency, whatever your role. Yep. And I would say, as to what skill you're using, whether it's dex or intelligence, I would say for this this basic upgrade, this basic upgrade will use dex, because this is more a case of your steady hand doing stuff that isn't that complicated. You're not trying to add to his schematics in some incredible way. Okay. So uh, how about we do this? For the general upgrade, we'll do you as dex. We'll give you an intelligence for the for something with the gun. Okay, cool. So, so yeah. um, it's a dex dex check with proficiency. Yeah. 
Oh. With advantage. Oh, with advantage, I'll roll a 17 anyway, but I'll roll it again because I didn't roll it with advantage. Or a 28. I'll take the 28. 28. So you and Jarrett working together pretty much go into a frenzy of building. And I'll say this does take all day, this whole building with you. So at some point, Sophia will be patiently waiting by the door as you keep shooing her away to uh, build on R4. (laughs) You and Jared work incredibly hard, taking R4 apart, putting it back together, seeing bits where you're like, oh, there's some damage here, or oh, we cheaped out on the springs, we cheaped out on this bit of clockwork. Uh, let's, Let's upgrade this, let's replace this, let's forge a little bit of something new. And with a 28, you think you've pretty much exhausted your basic knowledge of improving R4 at this time with this equipment and this uh, material, and it pays off. You increase R4's strength by two, so he goes from a 14 to a 16. Yep. You increase his AC by two as well, so he gets improved plating. He goes to a, a 15. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. That's where you get with a 28. Can I just the other thing I was thinking is can I can I give him a shield? Uh, if you wish to give him a shield, you can certainly just grab a basic shield from the armory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Though I think his spear is two hand. Well, he can with one use it, use it one or yeah. two handed. I'm just thinking yeah. he, he can choose to use the shield if he wants to, or he can choose not to use the shield. I don't, I don't know why I never thought of giving him one before, but it seems seems like a useful thing to have, to have the option of doing because otherwise mm-hmm. there's no point in using his spear one handed. He always have, always uses it too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I give him a shield, and then yes, I want to make a check to see if I can attach the um, wolf's fang. I think. Yeah. So um, this one, I'll say this is with intelligence. Um, I'll say, would this be with advantage? This isn't super complicated, but you are trying to add to his essentially is to his design to do this, um, which is outside of Jared's real knowledge. I'll say for this one, do it with advantage because it's still pretty basic. But from this point on, which you start going, this is going to start getting a lot more difficult. Okay, uh, so. It's it's exactly the same change. I, I just called it gunsmithing, just so mm-hmm. I had two separate ones in there, and that's the intelligence one. So that's a 20. On so that. with the 20, again, it takes you into the late evening hours, quite far into the night, but you do manage to graft um, Wolf's Fang onto R4. I don't know whether you want it on his shoulder or on his arm. I'll leave that up to you, or wherever you want to put it. Obviously, it's a rifle, so it's quite large. Mm-hmm. He can now... He cannot be disarmed from this without literally ripping off whatever it's attached to. And it will operate just like any other ranged weapon, so he can use that instead to keep range. Cool. Uh, and he, I guess he doesn't have to switch weapons because it's He does to... not. No, it is just no. attached to him. Yeah, cool. Wow. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll put it on his on his shield arm so he kind of can point his shield arm um, so it's kind of runs runs along from sort of the shoulder down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll say that. But that's that is awesome. Thank thank you very much for giving me that opportunity, DM. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, to, I told nice you to pay off eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to bring R four along a little bit and give him a bit more of a chance. Hmm. So that is R 4s upgrade. So I don't know, Sophia. Do you wait there all day, or do you just grab Rogar and leave? <laughs> um, I just grab Rogar. Fuck it. Sounds good. Okay. So you guys want to uh, chat about the maps? Go for it, as you drag Rogar up to the cartography room. Right, so you're more travelled than, say, Tommy, 
it's not hard to be more travelled than Tommy. But have you ever been up this far north? Um, I'm I'm assuming Rogar has not been this far north. At least not on this continent. Yeah, not on this continent. But you know, I will take a good look at these maps. I don't know if I can do like a survival check just to see, you know, like see what I can glean from them. You know, to where we are. I, I think you could pick that up pretty easily from just Sophia's checks already having done that. She can talk you through what she spotted. Um, you can see on the newer maps where Black Frost fortresses. You can see where Varadin would normally be a bit like it's just on the absolute bottom edge of the map because this is a more northern view of things. You can see um, Henshalar off to the west again. That's like just on the edge of this map of these maps, and then mostly it's focused on the crown of the World Mountains, covering the north and. Again, Sophia can point out to you where the shimmering, uh, shimmering river is. Okay, okay. So, so we've obviously Sophia pointing out, um, you know, this new mountain, and also the city seems to have disappeared, of the city of Ganarin. Mm. So, I mean, obviously, I don't think there's any kind of check I can do to see if I, you know, I know any more, you know, about why this might have occurred. I'm assuming I won't. Not a regular check, no. There's nothing you could just glean from that. I mean, it was there in the most ancient map, and then later on, either people were too afraid to get close to it, or I'll use a sword. It was destroyed. I'll use yeah? legend. I'll use legend and lore uh, to find out about this place, specifically about Ganaran. <sighs> I have to say, I have to pick something specific, don't I? Yeah. So there's a few things you could pick. So I can't say just the just this place. Mm. Yep. So, I mean, you could do Ganaran, or you could go to your early idea of doing the heart, or you could do something else that you know about. It's up to you. What do you want to focus in on? Well, we're here and now. So, here and now, we, we need to know about Ganaran. Why is it? Because obviously, I know I need to get there, but I don't, and I would have used a map, you know, to help me out, but it's not on the new maps. So, what. What I want to know is, this city obviously has a significance for some reason. So let's do it on Ganaran. Are you telling me this? I'm telling you that that's that's what I'm going to do. Not that you know that my sword knows legend lore, but I'm just going to do it. No, you're not going to tell me that you've done that to the sword, no? No, I'm just going to do it. Okay, fine. So do you think he's using the one scroll we've got of it? What do you mean? Do you think he's... Well, Well, he hasn't told me that he's doing anything. He's just, okay. Yeah, he's just. I'm. I'm just pulling out my sword and swinging it. Yeah, it means nothing to me. I have no idea what he's doing, so I can't. Away. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if he had told me, I would. Well, Sophia would have been like, "Yeah, that makes no sense, though. Why do we give a shit about this random ass place in the middle of nowhere compared to this fuck off mountain that's appeared?" Yeah, cities come and go. Mountains don't suddenly appear. <laughs> yeah, but but <laughs> Rogar doesn't trust me with shit, so fuck it. Okay, so if you're going with Ganaran, you raise your hand to Eclipse and the moment your hand touches the hilt with the thought of casting legend lore Sophia, you, Solara and Jules watch as Rogar's eyes go white and he starts speaking and you know this is happening Rogar it's like this information's coming to you so quickly you need to verbalize it like it's just flooding into your mind and legend lore works for this particular city Ganaran It is known as the seat of power for the ancient empire of the giants. It is home to the Titan's throne, where Othrin once sat and led 
his hordes from the north to conquer all lands he surveyed. It was a city built by giants for giants and was the jewel of their empire. Legend says that it is abandoned, but the scars of Othrin's conquest run deep and has driven explorers from getting too close. No one is certain exactly what is populated there anymore, whether the giants retreated upon Othrin's death or whether they completely disbanded. Either way, it is known that only fools would approach carelessly, for none who have sought the city have returned alive. And your eyes go back to normal, and you kind of get this head rush moment of all that information just flowing through you. And they chose the perfect fool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually do that. Yeah, I'm not going with you. Entirely up to you, my dear. But if we want to end this war before it starts, then that's where we've got to go. Tommy would interject something here, but he's still downstairs fixing up our fall. You've got some uh, music blaring. You're hammering on some iron. You and Jared are just rocking out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that scene from the first Iron Man movie where he's, he's building the suit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hmm. So what exactly did you learn, Roga? You heard all of that. Oh, yeah. did I? He's yeah, speaking yeah. it. He can't, like, stop himself. He just like, oh, okay, blurts cool. it all out. Right. So he thought reading about, learning about Gunnarin was more important than the mountain. Well, don't you understand that the mountain has been drawn just to put something there that nobody knows because nobody's willing to go to the sea? And you want to go there? Um, just for clarification, because I don't, I haven't got a map for you guys to completely throw this out. But the mon- mountain that's appeared is a reasonable distance away from where Gunnarin is. Like, it would be a few days' travel, maybe more. You don't know how treacherous these trails are through the mountains and with the storms and everything. Right, okay, so it, it's like they've just skirted around it. Possibly. Something. Yeah, you don't know. Okay, so why is everybody worried about the mountain, then, if that's not where we're going? It's popped out of nowhere, that's all. Mountain ranges do shift, you know, get bigger, get smaller you know they do me oh i wish i was here (laughs) i'm not worried about the mountain because i don't have to go up the mountain (laughs) well we might have to because maybe it's not a mountain or maybe it's not maybe it's a man-made mountain or maybe it has something to do with the missing city or perhaps it has something entirely different to do that involves us all but mountain mountain ranges do shift over millennia gradually through wear and tear and evolution and seismic activity and stuff, but mountain ranges, mountain single mountains don't just appear. It, it it may be a simple fact that they didn't go that far and draw it the first time. It could be an error in the first map. It could For be all we know, it could be. Seems unlikely, but it should could we? Be. Ha- do we have to go over or around the mountain to get to Ganaran? No, not necessarily. No. Yeah, um, okay. I'll say this: as you guys are discussing this and trying to figure out what exactly they were looking for here, whether it was the city or not, you don't know. Though you do know that the orcs and the gnolls seem to be getting communications from the giants. Both of you roll me an insight check. Rogar is still with a disadvantage. Oh. You're too sleepy. <laughs> a seven. Twenty. Twenty. You 
I believe Tommy told you this earlier, and you guys have discussed it before. Uh, in fact, it came up in the Varadin chambers in the early discussions of monsters raiding the area. It was always said that they were looking for something. They were hunting. They were working tirelessly to find something out there. And Tommy knew a little bit more about that because he was given similar information, but with a little bit more context. I don't remember whether you ever shared it with the rest of the group, but the orcs, the gnolls, the giants, and assorted others were looking for something that they couldn't find, something very important to them. Something that someone could have hidden by putting a mountain on top of. P putting a mountain on top of it? That sounds like a rather difficult task. You know, Perhaps. for somebody who isn't a god. Who, who, are we saying that whatever they're looking for doesn't belong to a god or wouldn't have a god involved in it or perhaps the mountain is something else entirely let's go get tommy well you guys can go find him at the end of a long day where he's just like face covered in like soot and ash and he's like i'm guessing like stripped to the waist covered in like just sweat and grime like half passed out with a beer but i'm 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 like euphorically happy because today could not have gone better. R4 is doing karate in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking check it out. Look at R4 now. I've polished him up a little bit, thrown a little bit of um, hot rod red in there. Um... <laughs> Bloody hell. What'd you do to him? I have made him immense. How do you feel, R4? I am improved. You yeah. humans will soon bow to... Wait, no. I mean... <laughs> I am grateful to Father for improving me. Yes, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Ignore me. As he goes dancing away in the corner doing his karate. No, look, don't worry. I found the kill all human switch and I made sure it was set to safe. <laughs> Yeah, because that was one of the personas you could have chosen, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> you see one of his eyes kind of flickered red for a moment there and then went back to blue. I might just want to go in there and um, and make sure that that toggle is well and truly set. <laughs> bump it as I was closing him up. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it works perfectly. He's got a gun now. Proper lad. Congrats. Muzzle off. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so you guys look a bit confused. What's going on? We're miss well, we've gained a mountain. And you've gained a mountain? Yeah. What? So we then draw out the, well, bring you, I guess, because again, we don't want to move the maps. Can I bring my beer? Yes. All right. Yeah, well, you can bring it, but you have to leave it outside of the cartography room. Oh, fuck it. I'll just down here. Okay. Uh... Yeah. So I'll unneck it. I'll I'll kind of wipe my mouth with the back of my hand and follow them up. I'll I'll grab my um my duster coat, but I won't put it on. I'll just kind of uh, sling it over my shoulder. Mm, fair enough. So you all kind of traipse back up to the cartography room. You guys are getting your uh, steps in today? You yeah. Around the castle. yeah. I mean, <laughs> this 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 is a very kind of um well, except for Tommy, I guess for everyone else, this is a really kind of lethargic lounging around day. We haven't had a day like this since we left Varadin, I don't think. 
nice relaxing just a ritualistic murder to kick off the day and then everything else has been fine <laughs> and thankfully i don't know anything about that mm. nope willfully ignorant mm-hmm. uh so this is the map room is it it's very nice uh so where's this mountain right so i point towards the mountain and explain that when I showed this map to Rogar, he then started doing something weird with his sword and started spouting a load of shit up about this place called Ganarin that, you know, is on the old map but isn't anywhere else. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he fed that, uh, that scroll of knowledge to his sword instead of Dimension Door. Why would you do that? It made sense to do it at the time. I, I don't question. Um, okay, so Rogar's interested in the city. Not the man. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, okay. only a fool would go there. Why? What's what's with the city? Because we need to go there to finish this war before it gets started. Okay, isn't is that where the, the big boss is then? I am ninety two percent sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were up here because this is where uh, Jules said. We were going to find probably the thing they were after. The thing they're after is the map. The map's got the place where they are, so they don't give a shit about that because that's where they are. And a mountain which disappears and then reappears. Well, no, 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 no. The mountain, yeah, the mountain just appears. But, but just, just hear me out, right? You guys right. are getting all like stuck on the mountain. Right? Yeah. There's a reason why nobody is scouted, been close to looked at been near this city for 200 years yeah? yeah there must be something significant about it oh yeah almost yeah. almost definitely and this is where this is where you're saying the big boss man is that we need to kill well well probably possibly but what's to say that the big boss man is you know just a giant if you know what i mean what's to say he's not a little above that you know, we've all met certain individuals that, you know, can move time, space, earth, anything they want. Just just, just putting that out, just floating that out there. You know, gnolls don't take no orders from no giants. Well, yeah, fair. And then, whoever this is, is in this place. All right. That's that's what I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm completely following your logic, right? But if this is, if, why did, the fate weaver want to know where his boss was because again this alliance i'm going to use air quotes rogo's using air quotes isn't exactly on the best of terms i would say and why wouldn't you want to be in charge well Well, don't orcs think that they should be leading this war no it's from what i from what i know about this it seems like they're all looking. It's not just the orcs. They're all looking for something. They're all hunting for something very specific. Not just the orcs. It's the gnolls. It's the giants. It's the trolls. It's all of them. It's just the orcs are the smarter ones. So I'm more likely to find it. I mm. think they're all looking for something. And it's not going to be where the boss is hiding. So perhaps it's the mountain. Perhaps it's something else. Perhaps we're looking, we're looking in completely the wrong place. We haven't explored the rest of this gaff yet, have we? But it's definitely something. And maybe the map points it points us to it. 
maybe it's neither of these things. Is there, is there nothing else on the map that's useful or different or noticeable? From uh, Sophia's checks, this, these seem to be the most noticeable things that are uh, different. So we've got a sit. We've got a we've got a mountain that appears. We've got a city that disappears. The city that disappears is where almost certainly whoever's controlling this army is, and we need to go there. Fair enough. That makes sense to me. But I think we have to go. We have to at least see this mountain from a distance. Try and work out what. How could it be missed? If if it's if you can see it like from a few days away, then surely. I mean, can we? How far away is it? Can we see it from the top of one of our towers? From one of the top of your towers, you'd mostly be seeing the kind of outer edge of the mountain range. To find this mountain, you're talking about an actual expedition into this region. Right. Well, it's not today's. It's probably not this task then, unless unless we have something more compelling pointing us that this is where we need to go. That feels that feels like just because the mountains appeared, we it's a long jaunt out of the way to go and see if it turns out that yes, it is a mountain. I don't know. But then also, we don't particularly want to go to the um, the base of wherever the control of this army is just yet. But that's certainly somewhere we might want to look at going after we've um, completed our task with the gnolls and the giants. And those are the gnolls and the orcs. Right, let's go. Pretend to be gnolls or orcs. Try and get the necromancer. Mention the fact that we know about Ganaran and see what happens. If we could, if we could grab him in the chaos, interrogate him, or inter- or grab someone else knowledgeable, get him back, interrogate them, find out what it is that if they know what they're looking for, they must do surely, and then that'll give us some more ammunition, put us in the right direction. I mean, if we can be disguised as orcs, maybe we can even try listening in on some of their conversations. Maybe we know they've got another leader, someone who's running this clan. Oh, it's not gonna hurt. Yeah, I tell you what, Shalar, do you remember that orc sniper? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. I'm sorry to bring back a, uh, not a pleasant memory, exactly, but do you reckon you can make me look like him? She kind of raises her eyebrows and goes, um, it might not be perfect, but yeah, I, I remember what he looks like. Okay, they'll be expecting him back, and he might just have a little bit more um, authority than your average orc. I don't know. Plus, I've got the same kind of weapon set and stuff. And literally have his weapon. Mm. Well, it's on R4 now, but, you know, you could... Oh, yeah. You know, my, I mean, my, my, my rifle looks pretty much the same if you sort of slightly disguise it. Well, she'll say, I, I, can, I can make your rifle look like his. Cool, yeah. Well, you've got the, the, the exact example on R4's arm, so... Mm. Yeah, I mean, that might be an option. Sounds but, risky, but maybe high reward. Yeah. It's not much. Uh, well, we'll think about it on the way there. Might it's just get us in, might just get us into the war. Well, might get me into the war room. Can find out a bit more information if I can. But yeah, as as you say, high risk, high reward. Right. I think I'm pretty knackered, but I wouldn't mind having a having a bit more of a wander around this place before I go to bed. Maybe we could do it tomorrow morning, though. I suppose. I know Rogar's planning to hang around a little bit, a little while longer because he's uh he's getting his uh, spare spear done up. That I am, that I am. Also, Rogar's half falling asleep at this point. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably should go to bed, mate. What time is it? Uh, we're assuming this took Tommy basically all day, so you are getting towards the end of the day now. It's quite late night. Maybe just okay. uh, 
maybe we'll, we'll do the exploring in the morning. I'll check in on the check in on the guards, make sure everything's going all right, and we'll we'll head up, head out head off for the night. Unless uh, unless you want to do anything more tonight, Sophia? Got any more ideas? No, I mean I don't think there's anything else special about this place that he could have been that the necromancer would have gone to Warwick for like specifically. Well, I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping either this city or this mountain are the key, but with um, so we know exactly where they are, but we can find out from when we're in the orcs camp why and which one it is. Yeah. But if we keep this map carefully, I don't know. Actually, uh, hang on. Uh, we've got a bit of paper knocking about. I mean, should we just draw on the back of one of the new ones? I was just yeah, I was just thinking literally just just kind of make a make a kind of a rough sketch copy just in case and shove it in shove it in the bag of holding. It wouldn't hurt to have the new one with us and then the old one on the back, like a copy of the old one on the back. Yeah, or just just like draw in where the city and the and the mount went. City, oh yeah, uh, is used to be on the because we got where the mountain is because that's clearly on the new map. But yeah. where, the, where the city used to be on the new map, just draw it in. I mean, Jules will say if you want to take the the newest version, I can mark some notes on there for you. Uh, that'd, that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, and, and then yeah, we'll add in where the um, the encampment is. Yeah, we'll make sure we we we'll get kind of get get a good lay of the land, um, any useful bits from any of the other maps, but. Particularly the the the, the city that's disappeared. Yep, cool. And then we can take that with us. All right, Rogar. Sounds like a plan to me, guys. Man, oh, starting to suffer a little bit. Why are you so tired? Just uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a long night, guys. And you and Martin had a good night, I guess. I don't know. I left while you guys were drinking. Do you want to, do you want to go for a beer before you, you go in? You um, go down for a kit, Rogar, or are you just going straight off? I will come with you for that beer, providing we have comfy chairs. Of course we do. This is this is our castle. <laughs> if anyone sat in the chair, they're moving. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to Rogar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go with Tommy. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll go down, grab a beer, and then... Um, I guess unless if nothing else eventful happens, I'll um Tommy's gonna go and sort of check in with um Emmerich and the guards and just make sure we've got a good watch for tonight and that nothing weird's been going been spotted or been going on because obviously he's had his head buried in um R four for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well he has. Yeah. <laughs> you always say it's um platonic, but whatever. He's he is platonic. He's my hetero life mate. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, so you find Emmerich and you kind of catch up with him. He says broadly nothing eventful has happened. He does mention that one of his guards reported that some civilians are apparently missing. Uh, they're looking into it. They haven't been able to find anything of note yet, but when they do, they'll contact you and let you know what's going on. That's a bit weird, I guess. Uh, they're not down in the wine cellar, are they? I know I broke out a few bottles, but um, maybe some of them were... A little bit too merry. Well, um, it's difficult. This is a big place and we're a little bit understaffed. But uh, unfortunately, these things take a little while when you're searching everywhere. It's possible that they just ran away. Who knows? Do they seem unhappy? Like they um, they didn't want to stay here? 
I must admit, I didn't really know them. Most people have seemed content with arriving here, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, seems seems a bit old to uh, strike off into the uh, into the unknown with um, when you're here, well protected and stuff, at least for a few days. But whatever, who knows? Uh, but yeah, if they turn up or you find anything, yeah, do let let us know. He kind of nods curtly at you and uh, is going to go organise the watch for the evening. Did uh, did you guards stumble across anything anything useful? We've not really had a good chance to explore the place yet. Um, yeah, I mean, he can give you a rundown. Like, he, they found a few buildings that could be converted into, like, a, like a meat for traders. There's uh, something that, with a bit of work, could turn into kind of a, a tavern and eating hall, which oh. you know, people might be quite interested in setting up. And there's a fair few houses that people have kind of grouped together in to uh, start living little lives in this place. Oh, that's great. I mean, obviously, we'll start. We'll have to start looking at getting some wages. I think. Uh, I think Jules is going to uh, going to get that sorted out and uh, start looking at getting some traders set up. So if you could share your ideas with her. Um, also, you know, obviously, we're going to. If people are working here, they're going to need money. But if people are going to be staying here, they're going to have to start paying rent as well. But we'll worry about that later on once they've got a steady income. Yes, I mean, typically, to live in a place like this, to set up shop here, there'd be some sort of tithe to whoever was in charge. I'm sure Jules knows all about that. Yeah, well, if you can share the places you were you were thinking of, see if she's not got any massive objections to getting them started up that, we can see if some of these civilians would like to take up some roles. Particularly like the idea of a sort of tavern... Um, you know, food dining hall kind of area that'll be quite useful. Um, and yeah, whatever else you you, you think she's useful, just uh, speak to her on it. And then when you when you've got a plan, just let us know. He nods and uh, yeah, he'll speak to Jules in the morning. Start trying to arrange a few things. Excellent. Well, uh, Tommy is gonna scoop up his gear and um, sort of stagger upstairs, quite quite exhausted now and. Uh, Find the bedroom we used the night before. Cool. And get some rest. Sounds good. So you're all turning in for the evening. Definitely. Okay. So it's been a long day, and as you all go to sleep, all of you dream. And that's not good. Of course we do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I was, I was holding out to hope, and then the hope you'd say Rogar. Yeah, me no. too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's normally you. <laughs> you used to always be Tommy. <sighs> well, let's start with Tommy then, you know, for old time's sake. Okay. <laughs> Tommy, you're back in that dream you had the other day. And again, it feels very just dreamlike. You're going through the motions, you're walking through Varadin's streets, heading towards that tavern. You hear the woman screaming upstairs angrily. And then crying and sobbing, and she rushes out the door just before you get there, brushes straight past you. And as you turn to follow her like you did the first time, the streets are empty. Everyone's gone. You watch as the buildings around you begin to quickly decay and fall apart, until Varadin is a dead husk of what it once was. And suddenly the dream feels far more vivid than it did a moment ago, almost as if a fog has lifted from your eyes. You look around quickly and the sky 
is a sickly green. And as you look where the moon once was, you're no longer in the dead of night. You get the impression that this is supposed to be day, but instead of seeing the sun, you see a single massive black star shining down upon Varadin. Sophia, you're in an old, almost like apartment building, some like a lodging house of sorts, and you're sat in a corridor on the floor, just leaning against an old wooden wall, listening to some music. Music you've not heard in a long time, this, but there's something eerily familiar about it. After you listen for a good few minutes, you decide to pay a visit to the artist playing for you this evening. You walk up to their room and push open the door, and you see an old man sat with a viola looking out of a window, and he's playing furiously, but the music sounds so sweet to you. As you walk up to approach him to offer your congratulations for such a sweet serenade, you see his music gets more frantic, and he tears his eyes away from the window just to stare at you in horror and just starts mouthing something wordlessly towards you, Sophia. It, the look on his face is one of absolute terror. You can see his knuckles and fingers are just bone white from where he's gripping this uh, stringed instrument, and he's playing out of sheer terror. And that starts to finally hit you, that this isn't a pleasant dream. This is horrifying. This man is killing himself to keep playing. And you look out of the window, and you see a world that is falling away, that is decaying brick by brick. And you look into the sky, and again you see this eerie green radiance washing over the heavens, and a massive single black star shining down upon you. Rogar, you are sat in the field of bones, looking upon the king's tree of bodies, the same vision you always get, seeing each and every hanging body, key players, targets, important people you don't quite know, but they're always presented towards you every single night. But as you're watching them hang from this tree made of contorted flesh, your eyes start to look up, and above you in the heavens you see the black radiance of those stars look more intense than ever as they shine down upon you, and you feel as if the entire world beneath your feet shifts and shudders as all three of you awaken to a new morning, and you just have this overwhelming urge to check to see if what you saw was real, or whether it really was a dream, and each of you in your own rooms run to the window. You look out of the fortress, you see the snow, you see the buildings, you see the people, some of them starting to wake up early. The sky is clear and blue, you see the sun, and then you see a tiny black spot in the sky of something oh so far away but getting closer and that's where we're going to end the episode it's the mothership nope it's something far worse than that well I don't know
part of me wants to jump around in joy, part of me is thinking, it's, it's not what you guys think it is. <laughs> it's not what, what I think it is, no. I don't think it is, no. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you theorize. It's up to you guys. But anyway, um, I hope you all enjoyed tonight's session. You know, a bit more world building, a bit of knowledge gained, and I think a, a set plan on what you all want to do next. But I'm afraid this is actually the last episode of 2020, at least the last main campaign episode. We haven't decided if we may do like a chatting at some point over the holidays. That's depends on our uh, collective free time. But this is the last main campaign episode until we return in 2021 for a new year and new stories to unfold. I believe the first episode back should be the 11th of January. So. Uh, Hope you all have a good holiday, both listeners and players alike. And yeah, if you want to check us out, we have a Patreon. We are on there at patreon.com slash gtmp. You can join any tier that you want. We'll have different rewards, different bonuses. Hey, you may even see your name in the show. And you can also chat with us on the Discord, which has been a lot of fun. If you want to just get in contact with us generally, though, we are on Twitter. I am there as at no, and my players are there with their player names and gtmp at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, both with Gunpowder Trees and No Plot as the name. And I will hand you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. In this final episode, I'm going to take you back to our man running through the woods. But he's not running anymore. He's stopped. He sees a house. Clothes on the line. Walks up, and he just takes those clothes and leaves. He doesn't know why. He just does what he needs to do. Why is no one there for him? I've been James Winkle. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid, as usual, you can't. But next up on Tommy's Big Book of Weapons, uh, we are up to the letter N. Well, N is for nunchucks. Nah, nunchucks are one of those weapons that looks very cool, but only in the right hands. Got two sticks of wood joined together by either a bit of kind of cord or more traditionally a bit of chain you swing them around and the weight of it acts a bit like a flail or any other kind of jointed implement type weapon and it brings the second half down with considerably more force it's one of those weapons that people use to spin around themselves to look cool uh very effective in the right hands but most people's hands are not the right hands and anything like that, where you're swinging the other end round with considerably more force, you are considerably more likely to brain yourself than the art you are, the guy you're fighting. So this is one of them weapons that, yes, sure, if you want to train, if you want to go off to a temple somewhere, become a monk, uh, I know those guys are pretty sick. They do a serious amount of damage out in a turn. And fair enough, you know, learn to train with the nunchucks. Everybody else, just fucking leave them in the shop. Don't worry about it. Or break them into two sticks. You'll do a lot more damage with two short lengths of wood. And you're probably not going to brain yourself with them. So on this, Tommy's only going to give it one dagger up. And I actually have a joke. Yeah. Have a joke. Shout out to uh, Paul, uh, one of our longtime listeners and occasional cast members. Uh, Paul has given me a joke for you all. Um, so how can you tell the difference between someone who's into BDSM and a nerd? How? Ask them what the dungeon master is. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, got a chuckle. Hey, nice one, Paul. <laughs> Send another one for next week, or somebody else. By all means, I will read them out. He'll read anything out. Uh, I'll read most things out. <laughs> As you said, the last letter of this shit is for Neogi, which are unusual creatures who usually look like a cross between a spider and an eel. They have a bloated body and eight limbs, two of which have simple claws and are uncovered in light tan fur. Neogi are slave traders and they consider everything to either be a slave or an owner. All uh, Neogi have several slaves, usually umberhulks, sometimes even other Neogi. These slaves have more slaves, leading to a very complex ownership hierarchy. So spider, eel and slavery, that's someone's kind of weird fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, all, 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 all their night terrors that they've decided to turn into a monster. I'm not quite, never quite sure what it is with these things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> monsters. You can look at certain things in the monster manual and realize that someone was trying to work out a few issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you had fun, and I hope you have a great time over the holidays, and we'll be back with you in 2021. Goodbye. Bye. Cheers. Happy holidays. See ya. Can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear us? I'm trapped in this bumper. We're both trapped in this bumper. Oh no, how How do do we we end up in here? Well, how do we escape? Okay, look, maybe if we send everyone to necropoticon.com, we can escape. But not just that. What if we send them to the Discord as well? Yes, that's great. You have to go to the website, which is www.necropoticon.com. And you'll find a Discord on there. And if you want, I guess, if, if you've got time while releasing us, you could play games and chat with the people from the various podcasts you've been listening to. You can read all the cast and crew profiles. You can be part of special events. In fact, we're missing out on that by being trapped in this bumper. Help free us from this bumper and we'll see you over at www.necropoticon.com. We are in mortal pain. If you do not, please, we suffer in this bumper. Save us. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.